Hello, this is Peter Davison, and you're listening to Discussing Who. Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Who. I am Kyle Jones, and we are here tonight to record a review of part one of a two-part finale of the 2020 series of Doctor Who. And who are we? Well, guess what? Welcome back, Lee Shackelford. Lee, how are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I'm glad to be back. And I'm sorry that I missed uh, last week when uh, we had uh, Shelley and Byron to talk about, and uh, uh, both Shelleys. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to the two of you talk about it. So, Well, as you probably not guessed, you heard us both say it. We did miss you, and we wish you would have been on with us, but we know you had something important that you were doing, so we definitely understand that. So yeah. there's only, you know, takes two people to make a we, and that says if we both missed you, that means Clarence Brown. You were the other <laughs> part of the person who are the two people that missed Mr. Shackford. Mr. Brown, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. We have pretty warm weather here in Mississippi, finally. Yeah, I'm I'm chilling. I'm doing good. <laughs> cool. Well, I am excited and can't wait to hear what you guys think of this particular episode. I really don't have anything in the news except for one important item. We have some feedback from none other than Nicole. Gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the feedback from Nicole? I'm braced. <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. So this is from the... Haunting of Villa Diodati. And Lee, am I saying that correctly? Is it? As far as I know, that's the way I've always said it, Diodati. Oh, awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, we have some feedback from Nicole on the Haunting of Villa Diodati, and we will be back after Nicole's feedback. Hello, everyone. This is Nicole coming at you from over at the Terminus Doctor Who podcast. Anyway, I wanted to send in some thoughts about the Haunting of Villa Diodati episode, especially as I feel that it was definitely a story for lovers of literature and history, just like me. In fact, much like with Lee on the Tesla and Edison story earlier this year, this is right up there with my own big personal wish list stories. And yes, I know it's been done in Big Finish before with the Eighth Doctor, but I was still just really happy to see it on TV, too. Now, some of you may be wondering why it's even important that they chose this particular moment in history anyway. Well, for me, I think it's several things. For one, there's the tie-in with the literary concept of the Byronic hero, which is not only a stock character in Romantic-era fiction, but also in fiction to this day. Now, I personally always thought that the Doctor themselves was a bit of a Byronic hero, and so this story is a bit of a tip of the hat to that. Oh, by the way, as a short description for those unfamiliar, Byronic heroes are usually described as an exile or outlaw, moody, rebellious, especially against social norms or institutions, intelligent, mysterious, charismatic, etc. And so yeah, I really think that describes the Doctor. More so with some regenerations than others, but still. And so yeah, I think that alone was a great reason to have Byron in the story, seeing as he's the obvious creator of said relevant type of literary figure. But also, it's not just Byron who's important to literary history here. There's also Mary Godwin, soon to be Mary Shelley, and Dr. John Polidori. 
Now, the latter isn't as famous, of course, but both were on the cusp of creating works of fiction that greatly influenced the fantasy, sci-fi, and horror genres, all genres that play a vastly important role in Doctor Who. I mean, of course, you had Mary Shelley's Frankenstein being started at the villa, but also at the same time, there was a story called The Vampire by Polidori, which is often cited as the beginning of the modern vampire genre. I mean, it was honestly like a literary bomb exploded in that villa, with all those genius writers stuck together in the house because of bad weather, while absolutely stoned out of their minds, by the way, which was kind of skipped over in the episode. But yeah, they were all basically just creating these pivotal works, all while trying to impress one another with their literary prowess. Well, mostly just trying to impress Byron, but still. Plus, we specifically have the actual creation of sci-fi itself there, and by a woman, Mary Shelley. And to me, that ties in with all the first women historical stories that we've been having recently, like with Ada Lovelace as the first computer programmer, or Nor Khan as both the first female wireless operator behind enemy lines in Nazi-occupied France, and Britain's first Muslim war hero. And so perhaps it's a clue as to why we also have the Ruth Doctor this year, because in this season, we've also had two first female doctors. One is the first televised one with Jody. Well, unless you count Curse of the Fatal Death. But yeah, one with Jody. And one is the first black doctor and maybe even first female regeneration of the doctor ever. I mean, we'll see with the root doctor. And so maybe that's all purposely thematically tied together this season. A whole year of female firsts. Who knows? Anyway, thank you for coming to my rambly TED Talk. This is Nicole from Terminus signing off. As always, Nicole, thank you so much. You are always welcome on the show. We love having your feedback if you're not on. So anytime you do have feedback, feel free to send it in. And anyone else listening, if you have feedback on any of the episodes that we review, or if you just have some Doctor Who tidbits that you want to share with us for feedback, please send that in. You can send it by email, or you can send it as a voice message if you would like to do that. And go to our website, or look in the show notes from this particular episode on how to do that. So gentlemen, have one last thing That is another feedback, and this one is on the Can You Hear Me episode, and it is from Dwayne Farver. He says that he has to agree with at Discussing Who on Twitter. I like the episode more after the second watching. They had a great discussion about things we sometimes avoid. So, Dwayne, thanks again. That was so cool. Uh, Yes, we also do feedback from Twitter. That's lovely. And it's always good to hear from Dwayne. He's a, a big supporter of uh, podcasts and of this show. And uh, so we salute Dwayne Farber. Well, gentlemen, you know what else I also salute? Uh, spoilers? Yes. The moment I get to say, <laughs> if you have not seen Ascension of the Cybermen, put us on pause, go out, watch the episode, then come back. Because from this moment forward... Spoilers. 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 Any ideas what we're walking into? This planet, this time period, from the very far future, immediate aftermath of the cyber wars. Cybermen have hunted down and wiped out the majority of the human race. Get down! 
humanity will fall and the Cybermen will rise again. You need to let out! It's too late! If they capture you, they'll convert you. We know where you are. We will fight you. Alrighty, the spoiler warning has gone out and we are back to review the Ascension of the Cybermen. This was the ninth episode of the 2020 series of Doctor Who and it first aired on the 23rd of February 2020. So some review and Clarence Brown, I'll let you take this one first. Some review. What did you think of this episode? Hmm. Fast paced. We covered a lot of ground literally but not really story-wise i think the story was it didn't go a lot of places but it went some interesting places i guess is, is the best thing to say about it and then we have the old backstory of this other character we aren't really told who he is i found that pretty interesting and try to piece together the the puzzle on that one to try to figure out who that guy was i think we got a good idea but you know who knows and so I think overall, I'm, I had fun with the episode. Yeah. What about you guys? I would echo Clarence's uh, sentiments uh, exactly. Uh, I was intrigued by the whole Brendan storyline. Yeah. Since we've sounded the spoiler warning, we can say that the last time we saw him, he was being uh, apparently tortured, it looks like, by what looks to us like the Chameleon Arch machine. So, yep. Yep. Uh, so I guess that's the master Mm. See, I but <laughs> uh, go keep See, going. Oh uh, wow! But he he was a baby. Uh, you know, it's it's an intriguing way of getting him back into the story. But yeah, talk about fast paced. I mean, this episode just does not let up, and uh, I I really enjoyed that. It was just just breathless and and very very uh, interesting. I've I've still got a lot of questions about. Um, the lone Cyberman, you know, <laughs> before we we'll get there, right? Yeah, but we, well, I think we're going to get there very quick because it's like uh, what Clarence said. There was a lot going on, but there wasn't a lot. So, so my summary view is I did like the pacing. I did like the story overall. But if I go back and I look at the comparison and the best comparison that I could give to this because of Cyberman, would be a comparison with series 10 where you had world enough in time and you had the Dr. Falls. And if I were to compare this to world enough in time, it can't compare to me to world enough in time, Mm. you know, because I wonder if it had enough meat per se Mm. to be part one of a two part finale. I, I know this story had a story, but they keep billing this next episode that we are about to watch within a less than a week's time as something that I read in one article fan after fans watch this next episode of Doctor Who, you're going to need a stiff drink and it will <laughs> n- leave wow. fans, you know, like, um, in other words, it's going to blow your mind. So, yeah. That My, apparently the master's going to make good on his promise to uh, that <laughs> everything we know is wrong. <laughs> so, that is my question, and I want to pose it to the two of you. How far can you bend story continuity for a property? Not necessarily Doctor Who, but how far can you bend 
the fabric of the story before it <laughs> no longer bends and it breaks. Do you want to open up this can of worms? <laughs> I, um, I really kind of want to because I am wondering what's about to happen. I mean, there's numerous examples if you look at any of the big uh, IPs out there, Star Trek, Star Wars, all of which have recently bended <laughs> what we know of the continuity to much fan disapproval. I mean, I think there's always there's always a chance that you could take it too far. But I will say you do have to adapt to a new generation of fan. That being said, you don't want to rehash the same things you've done over and over. So in that aspect, I think maybe a, a slight bend here and there is good for the fandom. But mm, who knows? I think no matter what you do, you're going to you stand a chance of, of, of forming a rift in, you know, in the community. So I don't know, man. OK. Lee, what say ye? Oh, I, I, I'm with <laughs> again. I'm with Clarence. Do we really want to do this? <laughs> because it's <laughs> really if we start talking about other other franchises, we could we could go on for a long time. Oh yeah. Uh, so if the question is generally how far can you bend a franchise until it breaks, it is a question that every showrunner, every team struggles with because uh, just as Clarence says, you. You can't do the same thing over and over again. It just bores people to death. So you always want to keep injecting things that are new. But if you make things new enough, if they're enough, if the surprises get intense enough, you've you've made a different show. And I think that's that. Maybe maybe that's the the answer that I'm groping for is that if it if you if you turn it into another show then 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 you've gone too far see and and i really did want you know and i and i debated all afternoon of whether or not i wanted to ask that question and i ultimately decided yes and it's so cool that you guys both said do we really want to ask that question because mm. i struggle with putting it in because i agree with what you you said we could be here all night to, discussing things that have nothing to do with Doctor Who. But to use the example that Clarence gave with the Star Wars, Mm. it's different to add different layers and different things that some points of fandom may not have agreed with. And I get that. But if you all of a sudden said there's, you know, everything that you knew about the Jedi was wrong. Yeah. Then that to me would would be something that i think i would have to if i was like a big of a star wars fan as i am a doctor who fan i wonder if i would have a problem with that if i could mm-hmm. accept that yeah especially uh, in, in in this show our show is unique in that it actually thrives on continual change true what do you think going into next week what do you think the doctor's going to learn? I have no idea because I am enjoying the prospect of being surprised. I think it could go in a few mm. places. First off, we really don't know the origin, origins of the Lone Cyberman. And we have this whole scene with Brendan trying to understand how that plays into the bigger picture. So maybe that could be part of it. Apparently he can't die. Uh, he fell off a cliff. And, and then we got the whole scene of this portal. I forgot what they call it. The, the actual 
place they were going to in the episode that actually reveals it's at Co Sharmus, which we find out is a person, but it's called the boundary. Yeah. yeah, the boundary. So I think it could go in one of a few places. And then we have the whole, you know, the the doctor we don't know anything about, which I'm starting to think we won't see her again until next season now. <laughs> but but I think it can go in quite a few places. And I Cal, I, I wanted to turn it back on you and ask you what would be the thing that would break it for you? Cause cause I think my limit may be a lot uh, looser than, than, than <laughs> yeah. yours. To break it for me, it would be, I don't want to find out that, I don't want to find out the doctor's name. That would be pretty much splintering after they've hinted at the name and they've pretty much said with the last doctor, you, you know, you have only children can hear the name. You know, I get that. I'm not supposed to know the name. I don't want to know the name. That would be pretty much something that I, I don't want to find out. The other thing would be if you if you somehow took away the reverence that I think as a Doctor Who fan that you have for Hartnell, meaning that's the first Doctor, I think that's sort of like a middle finger to diehard Doctor Who fans because, yes, by accident, this man took a job on a show that shouldn't have worked that's still around 50, almost 60 years later. You know, it's but still, he was the first. And I I just have, like, reservations of breaking that place that he has of the first one. So that would be my two number, you know, number one and number two, things that I really don't want to see happen. Interesting. But I can't say that I would see anything that would make me stop watching the show. But I do know that I those are two things that you would probably hear me refer to many, 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 many times as, oh, I wish they would not have done that. And you would probably yeah. hear me say, it's time for Chipnall to leave. Okay, kind of thing. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know... Uh, I do feel like we've almost been pushed to that point any number of times. I mean, part of what's happening here is that just the three of us uh, are none of us are people who have turned our backs on the show just because there's a girl in the lead role, you know? So, and apparently, at least if you can believe social media, a lot of people did. Uh, Thanks for ruining my show, BBC. Uh, (laughs) As they say. As they say, yeah, ruining my show, my childhood. You know, I, I've, I've been tempted in the past. I, I I can't keep looking at this, uh, at uh, Ashad, at the, the Cyberman who's, you know, who's uh, half of his uh, human face is is visible uh, without thinking of James Corden being shelled up inside the Cyberman and then willing it back into two pieces because he loves his baby. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I really almost walked away from the show at that point. I really, really did, because I think that's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. And you know, and the truth is, there's been a number of things like that over the years where I've said, "Oh, for God's sake, let me just love this show from the the '70s and yeah. <laughs> like, forget about the rest." Case in point, sleep no more. Sleep no more. <laughs> I'll watch no and, more. Uh, watch no. Yeah, that's it. You said I'm going to call this episode "Watch No More," <laughs> or as a. Uh, uh, D- uh, Dr. Sheldon uh, says on uh, the Big Bang Theory, he call it Doctor Who Cares. So, <laughs> Ooh, uh, ouch. 
<laughs> no, no, it's because he, he he's almost missed the, uh, watching the show, and he says it ought to be Doctor Why Bother. That that's that's what the line was. Yeah, Doctor Why Bother. Anyway. We we have many times come up to uh, the show being Doctor Who Cares, but I don't know. Then something happens, you know, that, that uh, hoiks us back into it again. It's uh... So am I feeling more trepidation than, than most? Or is it, do you guys think that this is something that's felt throughout fandom? Or am I, am I just a subset? Because I'm really not, I'm, I'm really almost dreading next week as opposed mm-hmm. to being excited about it well they are playing it up they're going to change everything so you your your uh your um fears are not unwarranted at all <laughs> yeah yeah this is a flat out told you yeah but, mm-hmm. i don't know uh, it, it's it may just be uh chibnall and and uh maybe everybody else involved just sort of feeling like the show is getting uh long in the tooth and maybe it's time to to just to stir again, just to, if things are getting stale, you know, like a bucket of paint, just give it a stir, shake it up. And, uh, you'd, you'd think that we did that last year and maybe the feeling is, well, year before last, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, or maybe we're just thinking, well, it's time to do it again. Now, wasn't there a story that Chibnall originally pitched the wildest thing that he could think of and he didn't think they'd accept it, but they <laughs> did and they brought him aboard. So I'm wondering, yeah. was, that not even the female doctor maybe it's what we're gonna see in this episode coming up next i don't know i think you're actually right i think you know they that they made such an effort in saying that you know last week i mean excuse me last series was standalone episodes i am I've heard so many theories about what's going uh, to happen. I will say that it is so cool to to go on YouTube and see these theories about who is Joe. I mean, not Joe. That's the actress's name, but the mm-hmm. Ruth doctor and where she falls mm-hmm. and this, the speculation that I had of where she fell in the timeline. There are so many videos that I'm seeing that that are putting her between the second doctor and the third doctor. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. So. Yeah. And uh, I've been, and uh, you know, uh, as, as a huge fan of uh, Brain of Morbius, I've been wondering if uh, <laughs> if she turns out to be a Doctor Zero or Minus One or something, that um, the people are going to start to uh, look at again at Brain of Morbius because I'm pretty sure that the intent there was to show that there were Doctors before what we call yeah. the first doctor. Okay. Uh, and, and now we've sort of retconned what we think that is, but I, I don't think that was the intent at the time. I think the idea that was, I mean, they were playing with the idea that there are lives of the doctor that we had, have never seen on the show. So, so if Chibnall is smart enough, if that is his intent to make pre Hartnell, if he's smart enough to include a reference in however, uh, he wants to put it into Brain of Morbius at, mm. when he reveals <laughs> that that then 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 as we've said before on this podcast you've given me a reason and you've tied it to canon That's I would right. be I would be okay with that because that was shown in the seventies yeah right. we just glossed it, on the it show. over it was on the yeah. show I would be fine with that so, yeah I guess I would too yeah but yeah. <laughs> So let's let's talk about the story uh, in itself a little bit. 
one story. Yeah, that, <laughs> what are we doing? I forgot. You know, we we have a cold opening, and yes. I love the cold opening. What did you guys think of the voice and the cyber parts and how it led into the introduction? And Clarence, why don't you take that first? I don't know if there's much to say except it it was cool. It got you amped up for the rest of the episode. So I, I liked it. All right. Lee, what say you? Uh, I, I always love a visual device like that. I'm a sucker for it. So going through the, the Cyberman's eye and into the opening titles was it just made me feel like, ooh, we're in for a treat. This is going to yeah. be a great hour coming up. Wee. <laughs> All right. So the doctor and the companions arrive on this planet and they're ready to take down all the Cybermen and protect everyone. I don't think we've ever seen floating headed Cybermen before. Cyber drones. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They call them cyber drones. Yeah. And many people said, holy smoke, it's the Toclophane. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and on Facebook and Nicole was pointing out, you know, all the other ways in which this feels like uh the 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 end of the Martha Jones period. It's like, wait a minute, we got we got Jadoom, we got to Toclophane. We what, what are we doing here? We got yeah. the master. We got <laughs> we had a fob watch, but not quite yeah, a fob watch. Yeah, it's like we're waiting for Martha to come in. You know? Oh, that would be What's cool that? if she came in at the last one and saved everybody. Right. <laughs> With Mickey. With Mickey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, but I just thought that the the cyber drones looked dumb. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I just recently saw the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, um, and they have drones in that uh, movie as well. But they all look really cool, and they move real cool. They look like they're – you can touch them. But these just looked – the way they were shot was probably the worst visual aspect of this episode by far because everything else was top-notch, maybe except for the spaceship, the round spaceship. Uh, but <laughs> but, but these drones, I, I just thought they looked cheesy. For the most part. Yeah, I agree. I thought they looked cheesy. Now, in comparison, the two cyber ships that showed up, you know, right before them, those looked awesome to me. Yeah, I love the cyber ships, but not the other spaceship that Yaz and Graham were in. That looked kind of ridiculous. Tell me if you guys remember this. That that ship reminded me of this ride that every fair has that it's, it's the thing where you get in and it spins you around real, real quick. Yeah. The tilt world. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were in a, they were in a tilt world. Yeah. 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 That's what that looked like. What did you guys think of the characters that they meet? Does anybody stand out to you? I, I really enjoyed the, the sort of teasing uh, relationship between uh, Graham and uh, her name is Ravio. Ravio. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, you know, she expresses some interest in him and he, you know, he doesn't shut it down. And he's just sort of like, huh, OK, you know, <laughs> I just um, I don't know. I just I just felt good about the two of them. They it was, it was a nice some nice exchanges. So, yes. What about you, Clarence? Did anybody stand out to you uh, from any, any part of the episode? Yes. I would say uh, Cole, Cole Sharmis. Uh mm-hmm. I am McKinney, if I'm saying that right, McKelney. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was awesome, Sir Barrison. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, or if you watch Krypton, he was uh, Val El, the Val-El, great grandfather yeah. of Superman. So I thought he was awesome. He he he's a great actor, man. <laughs> I loved every moment he was on screen. It was it was real fun. And, and which one was he on Game of Thrones? 
Uh, he was Barristan. He was the hand of um, uh, uh, Robert oh, Baratheon. Yes. For King's some Guard. reason, I was thinking that he was the guy that played Batman on that played Batman on Titans. No, no, that was your. Well, I forget his name, but no, it was a different actor. All right, different cool. actor. Cool, cool, cool. But, but yeah, he he was awesome in this episode, though. I thought his acting was great. <laughs> what did you guys think of the companions? being separated any thoughts on how they separated ryan off from the other two um i think ryan for the most part after they leave the planet he's pretty much forgettable in the rest of the episode to me but i really like the pairing of uh yaz and graham i thought they uh worked well together as the ultimate positivity encourager people <laughs> so yeah i like seeing them together I, this is, uh, if nothing else, these last few episodes have really succeeded in, in, in making me feel like we're going to uh, lose a companion because, uh, <laughs> as soon as we separated them again, I thought, Ooh, this is, this is it for Ryan or, yeah, Ooh, this is it for, yeah, sir. <laughs> I, I went through all three of them, you know, yes. well, that's it for Graham. You know? So I don't know. I was just going to add that Ryan was in a pretty bad position when he got left behind. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought he's going to bite the dust too. <laughs> I thought that might be it, you know. And, and keep in mind, they well, this is another one of those episodes where we do not see the TARDIS in the entire episode. But mm-hmm. but as of th- this episode, they are all three. I mean, all four of them. Excuse me, totally without the TARDIS. The TARDIS is somewhere else, and they're now on another planet without the TARDIS. Well, you you couldn't have had this episode if you had the TARDIS. Because so many things that happened wouldn't made sense. Correct. Um, Good yes, point. Yeah. Good point. But but that leads you to ask the question: Where or how are they going to get back to the TARDIS? So good question. Very good question. <laughs> or are they? Or are they? Um, is that the thing that's changing? No oh, TARDIS. Wow, well, that would be a changer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a changer. <laughs> Let's talk for a minute about this interjected story that was dispersed or whatever along the hour of television that we were watching. Brendan, initial thoughts. And Lee, why don't you take this one first? Initial Brendan thoughts. As a a great Anglophile and lover of the English countryside, I was just delighted by the, the setting, the time period of that and and I just, uh, I was just reveling in all the, the little details of it and these, these wonderful performances. Yeah. And then obviously there's a point where he takes a hard right and you go, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> he's shot at point blank range and falls off a cliff and he's okay. Yeah. And then it gets weird. <laughs> <laughs> we can accept that part, but, uh, so what? Uh, there's nothing more more stunning to me than when uh, he's uh, just retired from the force after years of service. That one of the people who comes to see him is his father, looking like he did when he found the baby. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That. What? So, yeah. <laughs> so all you could do is so. Wait. What? <laughs> so. Yeah. It. It is. A, I. I love the 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 head scratcher that we're presented with all that, and then he's strapped into the chameleon arch so uh, yeah i I know we're gonna unpack all this next week but Mm. i can't wait all right clarence what about you 
Yeah, real quick, I'll just add, like, I didn't think that was the chameleon arch. What I got from it, and I'm thinking of back in t- again to Martha Jones days, wasn't there some device that kind of looked like the um, Cyberman helmet in one of those episodes? Mm, I think there was, but I w- went back. I didn't pick it up on the first watch. I picked it up on the second watch, and it does look similar to the chameleon arc okay. that uh, Joe, excuse, what I keep calling her Joe, that the yeah, Ruth, Ruth doctor had oh. in, that you saw in her TARDIS. Okay, well, that makes sense then. So, again, like the whole story of Brendan, it feels like a. it starts off like an awesome feel-good story. I'll agree with Lee on the mm-hmm. how it was shot. Um, beautiful. <laughs> it's just a loving, wholesome story. You know, this family that wants a kid finds a kid, you know. Yeah. You know, he, he comes up through the through um growing up and getting a job and things look great for this guy, but again things turn and at the point he fell off the cliff and cliff and got right back up. I was I was pretty much, you know, my head was spinning as <laughs> to what was going on. <laughs> That's so, right. I'm, and we all said, Hey, they've adopted the last son of Krypton. <laughs> yeah, yes. I yes. I thought that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so until you said that was a chameleon arch, I definitely thought that guy was gonna be the long Cyberman. Mm-hmm. I, but now I'm not so sh- who is he? I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> okay. You know, I've I thought, well, what if he is the lone Cyberman person? And you know, I I I got that. I thought that that made sense to me. And then whenever I was first watching it, I didn't, you know, like you gotta say, I I thought, okay, this is kind of Superman y a little bit here. And then fell off the cliff or was shot off the cliff and then he woke back up i was like whoa does jack have a son mm-hmm. you know and did he pass along the re you know can't die oh. or whatever mm-hmm. and i was like well is that jack's son and then you saw him age so quickly and i'm like well then they do the other people being young again i was like he that that threw my Jackson theory because I went through the whole thing up until that point saying, "Oh yeah, cool, this is Jackson." Yeah, mm-hmm. and when uh, when Brendan sat up on the beach, he did that uh, gasp of air thing that Jack always does. So, oh, yes, uh, but I guess it. I guess the Lone Cyberman could have a deeper past than we. I mean, if, if obviously we don't know. Could he be a? Could he be a Time Lord? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we don't know anything really about his uh I only know he's called Ashad because I'm looking at uh, Internet Movie Database and it says that he's Ashad. And so we're, 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 there's there's a lot to learn about mm-hmm. it. Now I will say something really quick uh before I forget it and um then I'll go back to the Brendan character. There was someone that was listed in the credits for last episode that we watched oh no actually for this episode because it's not the next episode the timeless children yet the actor's name was barack stemis have you ever heard of barack stemis Mm, who is he It, it it is an anagram of master is back Hmm. 
That yeah, I was like, okay, that's cool. I always enjoyed things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. All right, so here's what kind of sent me on my mini Doctor Who panic attack. So as <laughs> I was making my notes and rewatching later this, I mean earlier this afternoon. I was watching on my computer and I will send you guys a picture and actually I'll put this in the show notes whenever the episode goes out. So I was right at this scene where we just were talking about where they take him, Brendan into the room and they, you know, walk through the doors, they shut the door, they take the clock that they get, gave him, put him on the table. That's where I paused it. So I went, to the kitchen, got me something to drink, came back. And so I'm looking at what I had paused it on and it looked, I was like, oh, well, it must have changed scenes because there's uh, a picture of the TARDIS or, you know, there's a TARDIS in that clock because the way mm. the light from the hall, when those two doors shut and the way that they framed it in the background by that clock to me looked just like the TARDIS doors. And we know that in the last time we had a big reveal with the Jadoon, there were all these clues that were hidden throughout um, the episode. So I'm wondering, is this character going to be the Doctor? Is Brendan really the Doctor? Interesting. Mm-hmm. And as I started looking, I started rewatching the scenes with him, and I was like, hmm, maybe that's why mm-hmm. subconsciously that the doctor has recently said when regenerating, I'm still not ginger. <laughs> and the tw- uh, 13th doctor gives Ryan something to eat or something and said, I put ginger in it. Yeah. I may be put True. grasping at oh, yeah. grasping at thra- straws. Maybe. I, I think I think that's that's a reach because uh, uh, that's something that really made me laugh because uh, our dog has a terrible car sickness and and one of the things you can do to really help her is give her a treat that has uh, raw ginger in it ah. and uh, and so uh, yeah so Ryan's car sick and she she gave him a ginger treat just just like I do with my dog <laughs> I laughed out loud at that I said yes that's what you do. <laughs> anyway <laughs> so he uh ryan has become the new k9 he's k9 <laughs> mm. i'm the tin dog yeah move over mickey ryan yeah ryan's the tin dog all right so gentlemen any other thoughts that you guys had about this episode that we have not covered there's so much that happens in it it feels like there should be a lot more to talk about but uh I, I think you're right. There's a lot of activity, but it's not it's not always um, substantive. Good, good way to put it. So, do it, it, you guys have anything? Um, I love the cyber carrier. I thought that was a cool little thing. It, well, huge thing in the episode. Um, mm. I'm, I'm wondering what the lone Cyberman was doing to these Cybermen that were encased in the little alcove things like what 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 did he do to them was he just like give taking over them giving doing mind control or something i don't know that that was weird and also i want to throw out to you guys like the look of the cybermen in the alcoves were different from the lone cyberman and his troops 
So what's going on with that? Yeah, it is one of the things that interested me because we've now had so many different looks of Cybermen over the years. And uh, just at the end of the Capaldi era, we brought back the very first ones, you know, so we're we're it's now possible in the in the new who universe to have all of them. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Including the ones from Pete's world and, and the ones from Mondas. And so, yeah, apparently they're all on that, this troop ship, <laughs> I guess. Mm. <laughs> and now there's, and now there's uh, the lone Cyberman who, who, who looks like, like none of them. <laughs> and is uh, obviously uh, in control. Well, that's what I thought. I thought that isn't he in charge? Because because they were they were they did some they were following his orders, yeah. That sort of really sadistic thing he's doing to one of them. It's like, is he actually not? What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. But you know what? I will give credit to that 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 is something that we've not seen before. We've never mm-hmm. seen a Cyberman, whether he's half Cyberman or not, torture another Cyberman. No, no, it's. You see a Cyberman that makes other Cybermen scream. Yes, which I and it's I feel weird saying it, but it which is cool, you know. Yeah, it's it's a great line. It's a- so I don't think we have any other thing that, and like we said, it is an episode where a lot happened, but not a lot happened other than what mm-hmm. happened happened. <laughs> so my question to you about the scenes where a lot happened but that didn't happen in a whole big hour of TV, what was your favorite scene? And Lee, why don't you take that first? What was your favorite scene? Well, mostly just because uh, it's a a good feeling in the midst of a lot of bad feeling, but I really did love uh, the relationship between uh, 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 Graham and, uh, and I'm blanking on her name. Ravio. Ravio, thank you. Uh, And, um, and, be, you know, because I'm a language guy, I love this moment of him having trying to explain Cockney rhyming slang to her. <laughs> Just get a blank look. Well, of course she's not going to know what that is. <laughs> Let's have a butcher's. Butcher's hook? Look. It's Cockney rhyming <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> you are really strange. <laughs> I'm going to say when the gang, the fam, rolls up with their their own little gadgets to uh, rather utterlessly and uselessly <laughs> try to fend off uh, the Cybermen, um, I liked how each had their own little things. Graham had a neural inhibitor system while Yaz had a particle projector and Ryan had a force field. Again, all of these were useless, but I still thought it was fun how they all, yeah. how they all had their own gadget and knew how to set it up. And I thought that was cool. <laughs> you guys could probably guess what my favorite scene is. And it was the last 20 or 30 seconds of the episode <laughs> with the one and only master returning. So the entrance, that, but can that, you connect it to the previous episode? I don't care if I have to. I like the master being back. <laughs> exactly. But how is it connected to the previous episode to Villa Diodati? Interesting. Oh, do, do, I, I hope you know the answer to this. I do. Okay. Well, Part, part, parlay or partake of, <laughs> yes. uh, of this information. Because I'm a, I'm a literature and languages guy. Percy Shelley's best known poem, or at least my personal favorite, is called Ozymandias. And it, it's a, it's a short poem and I won't quote it here, but, but I do, I do know it, but it, it, it's, it, it stays with us because it's about the futility of people who think they're great, you know? 
I mean, the, the, the narrative in the poem is about a guy who finds a shattered statue in the middle of the desert, you know, nothing else. And on the pedestal, well, here's how it ends. On the pedestal ends, my name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look upon my works, ye mighty, and despair. Nothing beside remains. So, you know, at one time, apparently this guy, whoever he was, he ruled everything. Well, he's gone <laughs> now, isn't he? You know, And so were all of his other things. Look upon my works, ye mighty, and despair. And the master came through the, the boundary and he said, look upon my work, doctor, and despair. Wow. Boom. Interesting. So why is he quoting Shelley? Are we are we not done with Shelley and Byron yet? <laughs> hmm. Anyway. So but yes, I love that too, because I said, Woo, he's quoted from Ozzy and Dias. That's nice. Sweet. And you also just indirectly helped me understand Watchmen a little bit more. So awesome. yeah. that's right. <laughs> yes, and yes, and, and Adrian Veidt calls himself that for that reason also. Yes, exactly. Yes, I was I I, I was thinking the same thing you were, Clarence. <laughs> right. In regards to um the Watchmen. Well, actually, uh, Ozymandias is one of the many names of uh, Ramses II. So he 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 Veid is referencing the the real Ozymandias. But anyway, oh. that's, but that's neither here nor there. But well, I can talk about that forever too. <laughs> well, considering the fact that I ended our favorite scene, why don't I start out rather appropriately with my favorite quote, which is, "That's a good entrance, right?" <laughs> there's my favorite 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 scene yes favorite quote from you lee shackleford what was it it's graham again <laughs> i wish she was a bit more half glass full sunshine <laughs> i'm gonna start saying that a lot <laughs> i wish she was a bit more half glass full sunshine <laughs> good one good one all right clarence what about you and mine is going to be Graham and Ravio as well. And to piggyback off of Lee's favorite scene, uh, you're strange. I'm the most <laughs> normal bloke you ever meet. Strange is a compliment. I like strange. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. You know, Graham, you know, got him a little, little, little <laughs> sweet thing over there. Okay. I see. <laughs> And, and you know, in the scene that you just referenced, in the quote you just referenced, there is a subset of fandom out there that thinks that he almost said, I'm the, the, the and then goes on and says, I'm the most ordinary, what, you know, what you just said, but that he almost said, I'm the doctor. <laughs> what? Yeah. And I went back and listened and you could kind of wonder if he was yes. going to say that. I will lump that with the people who think that uh, Mark Hamill jumps out of his, uh, X-Wing and says, Carrie, <laughs> which he does not. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Final rating. Clarence, why don't you start us off? Final rating. What do you give it? This is a hard one. Because, again, like we, we've talked about, the narrative part of the story is not that in-depth. But I do like the visuals. I thought they were top notch other than the cyber drones, which were meh. I do like seeing a cyber shuttle go to warp. I don't know if I've ever seen warp in Doctor Who hmm. uh, in that in that way. So I really like seeing that. Um, so, again, like visually and, you know, just the presentation, the scale of what they tried to do in this episode, I thought was was pretty good. So I'm going to get a four point two. Four point two. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Lee, what say ye? I guess I lean towards that number just when I don't know what to say. And this time I really <laughs> don't know what to say. I can't decide if I, if I love this or hated it, but uh, no, nah, I have no impulse that I hated it. That's, that's, that's silly. So I'm, I'm just going to say 4.2. All right. So, wow. So I feel like I, I mm, follow your heart, man. I, I'm going to give social heart. pressure. I'm yeah. going to get, yeah, I know. It's if all your friends jumped off a roof, would you? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. But, um, <laughs> 3.2. I was going to get... Yeah. Way down. Way yeah. Down. I'm sorry. I just can't. I, 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 I love the visuals. I love the master being back. I, 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 I just can't get over this trepidation, this pit in my stomach that I can't get to go away. And because of that, because, it, and, and, and comparing it to world enough and time, I, I can't give it any, any higher than a 3.2 and I feel horrible giving oh, it man. a 3.2 because I really don't hate the episode. I mean, I, I, I had a good time, but it, I, okay. If we could have given up orphan 55 and gave us something else with a little bit more meat but with only 10 episodes, maybe this would have been better, but hmm. 3.2, that's all I can do. Yeah. Unfortunately. But, but also, I think once we see the final episode, I think we might want to revisit our score because I think that, you know, we've been amped up to be ready for a big change and it can either make, make this episode worse or better. I think once we, I think that's right. Yeah. True. I, I, in all cases, we may be uh, uh, judging it on the, the basis of what we think is going to happen next. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. True, 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 true. So before we give our final goodbyes and our final go through of what we do on this show, I want to go and tell you what to expect in the synopsis for the timeless children. And that mm -hmm. reads, in the epic and emotional series finale, the Cybermen are on the march. As the last remaining humans are ruthlessly hunted down, Graham, Ryan, and Yaz face a terrifying fight to survive. Civilizations fall. Others rise anew. Lies are exposed. Truths are revealed. Battles are fought. And for the doctor, trapped and alone, nothing will ever be the same again. Mm -hmm. Wow. So Ruth's not going to be in it after all. <laughs> Maybe it mm. says, and as for the doctor... Trapped and alone, nothing will be the same again. That no, may be the doctor we're referring. No, it said that uh, that the last humans are being ruthlessly hunted down. Oh, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I got it. That's good. Uh, it's ruthless. That, <laughs> it's ruthless. So <laughs> that is a lot of build up, man. A lot of build. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's so, see him live up to that. <laughs> yeah, and nothing mm. will ever be the same again. Mm. Hmm. But at least for this episode, I get to say, gentlemen, where else might I find you on the Internet? And Lee Shackelford, since you weren't here last week, we'll start with you. Well, thank you. And I appreciate that when I haven't been around that you've been uh, saying RelativityPodcast.com, where people will find right now, they'll find episode 50, which is going to be the uh, and they'll find that for a while, I think, because we're going to take a little little break here, but uh, maybe not too long, and get back to episodes 51 through 60, which will conclude the extraordinary relativity saga. 
Makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> but then we'll just go on to the next thing, man. On to the ah. next thing. Mm. Yeah. That's, you heard it here. This is the first time I've heard you say that. Yeah. Breaking I news. I don't know what it is. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but acknowledging the, the existence of that unknown yeah. is the first step of creating that unknown. Exactly true. Oh. <laughs> I end up by saying something profound. Woo! Yeah. All right, so something, so something else profound. Clarence Brown, where else might you be found on the internet? Oh, I'll just say if you want to hear a few knuckleheads talk about a franchise that they love, and you know they might not be experts, but we are very big fans of this franchise and love it, and we talk it out. We talk it out. So if you want to check out. Anything related to Star Trek, please check out the Discussing Trek podcast where we, you know, hash it out, talk it out and, you know, discuss these episodes. And we are deep in Picard right now. So if you're into that, please check us out at DiscussingTrek.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if you are a fan of comic books, I would direct you to another one of our podcasts that we do called Discussing Comics. We are Starting up the new year, talking about the X-Men, uh, Dawn of X relaunch. And we've got some other great content in the pipeline. We're going to be doing a review of Watchmen soon. So check out discussingcomics.com. And gentlemen, thank you very much. I feel like I was on the downer tonight, but hopefully I will rebound by next week. And Lee, I know you've been a little under the weather, but you made it through with perfect sound. So kudos to you, Clarence, as always. Thank you. And gentlemen, guess what? We will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre. They've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audible trial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?